0: Hello. Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. We continue with our month of re-releasing our most popular podcast episodes with a past conversation between our director, April Bordeaux, and our counselor, Mike Spencer, as they talk about troubles with sleep. We appreciate you listening and hope that this episode will provide you practical solutions for positive change.
1: Well, welcome back to the Care to Change podcast. We're so glad that you have joined us today. Uh, If you're joining us, you know that the topic is I can't sleep. I need answers. And so today's topic is all about what can we do to get better sleep. And I have a special guest with me today, as always, Mike Spencer. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm really glad to be here. I am so glad that you're here and even more glad that you're on our team at Care to Change. You're new to the podcast. So this is the yes, first I time am. maybe the, the listeners have heard of you. So I want right. to just take a minute before we dive into sleep. Just to give them an idea about who you are, because you're so special to us. Oh, thanks. But they don't know you, so tell sure. us a little bit about you and what brought you to care to change.
2: Well, for many uh, years, I did counseling work on my own, and decided that I'm really not wired to be on my own. That I really do need to engage with people, and it's been just a great decision to be part of a team. And because of that. I feel like I have a lot more resources and it's just nice to enter situations and dealing with problems and solutions where you're not the only head in the room yeah. <laughs> thinking about those. So. Yeah, it's
1: so good. And I'm glad you're here. Well, thanks. So if someone is listening to you uh-huh. and they say, I, I kind of like what he has to say, I, I want to call and request an appointment. Tell everyone, what kind of things do you see people for? How do you help people?
2: Right. Well, I do work in a uh, quite a bit of marriage context, working with uh, marriages that are uh, having issues uh, or struggling. I work in the area, work with men and I work in addiction, pornography, or just leadership issues. And then I also work with a lot of adoption, uh, foster care, so in trauma with children. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big area. And over time, I've Begin to see how those uh, children as adults have those trauma issues in marriage and try mm-hmm. to helping them work through that is a big part of what I do here.
1: Nice, nice. And you didn't mention that you do brain
2: spotting. I do brain spotting, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's just a kind of a way, you know, for some people, it's difficult for them to talk about emotions, talk mm-hmm. about things. They feel really, really stuck. And so you utilize uh, brain spotting for those in those situations to help them kind of process those traumas and hurts in a way that kind of releases them.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Lots of tools. Yeah. So marriage, men, pornography, church leadership, right. leadership, parenting. Right. So yeah, parenting, you can, all that are listening, understand why we appreciate him so much on our team because he brings a lot of what is needed and so much of what we experience as difficulties in our life mm-hmm. have to do with this very topic of sleep. Mm. We could have called it rest, right. which we've said in other podcasts, rest mm. is sort of counter cultural, right? So mm. the world tells us that we can rest when we die. That's supposed to be a funny thing to say, <laughs> right? Right. And, so we're not often given the opportunity to to rest. And right. if we tell people no, because we're going to go to sleep, we're viewed as lazy. And so there's this idea that sleep is sort of the evil mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. what we know right. is that sleep is the foundation for a lot of mental health
2: right? That's
1: and right. making good decisions. And right. so can you talk about before we get into how do we sleep? Can you talk a little bit about what happens in our bodies and minds and relationships when we're lacking sleep?
2: Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things that it's really under considered, like sleep is something you need if, if you're a weakling or mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you. But it really dramatically impacts our lives. In fact, there's been a, it was a study showing that uh, with the effects of alcohol on la- lack of sleep, So if a person drank a single bottle of beer on eight hours of sleep, that same effect, right? If you had only six hours sleep, that beer would have the effect of two and a half beers. So even just a couple hours sleep so that affects. we're readily more intoxicated. So not mm-hmm. that I'm recommending intoxication, but right. simply that it's surprising to people. They figure out, they think, well, you know, it's been a long week, you know, so imagine, you know, been a long week, worked hard, you go out for dinner, you have some alcohol, and then you get in trouble because you're actually more intoxicated than you realize. Okay. So that's something that sleep affects a lot, mm-hmm. right? It affects brain function. It affects our ability to uh, accurately perceive our environment, our ability to empathize with other people. So sleep becomes is foundational for mm-hmm. for me- for what for good health, for good relationships. Mm-hmm. And so when there's that lack of sleep, you know, it, it only takes you know 24 hours of no sleep before you can start hallucinating. Okay. So people don't realize how quickly you can.
1: And that's you a know, mind function.
2: Right. That's a mind function. So
1: not giving yourself permission to sleep can actually cause changes in your in your in your mind functioning. That's right. And you said something, the ability to perceive your surroundings, right? What does that mean?
2: Well, you know, in some ways, it's like you begin to sort of narrow in your focus, right into the things right in front of you, because of fatigue. And you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. our perceptions, you know, are, are about what A grasping of what's in our context, what's around us. And so sometimes we get really narrow focus, we don't Mm -hmm. see things even around us or hear things. Mm -hmm. And that just reduces our ability to function, to do our work well, to have good relationships.
1: Yeah, so you, you don't get sleep, and it's going to impact so many things. I, you know, I keep thinking about relationally, you know, you said it can impact the relationships. I want to, I want to go two directions with that and I'm not sure, but I, I think the first one is when, when you're not getting enough sleep, how does it give a practical way it would impact a relationship?
2: Well, you know, many ways, part of being in a relationship is also attending to the needs of the other person. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you have a lack of sleep, you kind of put yourself into a survival mode. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing that you feel pressed is to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're not looking to take care of the other person or to meet their needs. And so just a lack of sleep, people are going to experience you as being more self-focused or Mm -hmm. more selfish. Mm -hmm. So your desire may not to be that, but if you have a lack of sleep, you're going to fall into that pattern Mm -hmm. of kind of what do I need to do for myself and not thinking about those around you and what they need.
1: Right, right. Wow. So lack of sleep affects our cognitive abilities, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our relationship, our our view and perspective about what we see. When we talk about mental health, I know that we talk a lot about anxiety and depression. What does sleep have to do with anxiety and depression?
2: Well, so on the one hand, if you're telling yourself, you've got to be awake all the time, you are communicating to your body that you're in a stressful situation that you've got to be kind of awake and you've got to deprive yourself of something necessary. So automatically is going to heighten your anxiety or stress in your body Mm -hmm. just by constantly putting yourself in that position of, I must stay awake. I must work or Mm -hmm. I must whatever and Mm -hmm. not sleep. So that kind of raises the baseline. For mm-hmm. your stress in your body, right? So rather than being, I'm fine, things are good, you're actually communicating to your body, things are not okay. And so you have to be more intense. Um, and probably what I didn't say earlier was that means you're gonna typically more intense, you're gonna communicate more harshly Mm. you know Mm -hmm. even when you don't mean to irritability (laughs) irritability so it's a real thing you get become irritable when you're tired that's a real thing Absolutely,
1: and that's biological that's not just like someone using an excuse right so you become and that would mean and you didn't say this but this is what you're sort of alluding to when you don't allow yourself sleep Mm -hmm. you're going to feel the symptoms of anxiety Mm -hmm. more often or more frequently right Mm -hmm. so So for those listening, our topic today is I can't sleep, but I think I I wanted to start with, you know, well, not sleeping gives this impact, right? Right. So in all of these different areas, it's such a foundation and yet our culture just
2: really almost a badge of honor that I'm not sleeping. It's just
1: like, I only need two hours of sleep a night. And, and even some of our prominent Mm -hmm. leaders will speak about how they don't need, quote, a lot of sleep. And so we get mixed messages about this whole thing related to sleep. So for those of you that are listening, you're probably saying, well, I already know I don't sleep enough. Maybe they've already felt the effects of of not sleeping, and that's why you've tuned in today. And so I want to shift our focus from, wow, all of these things, and I know we just barely touched on them, but you can see how broad – lack of sleep can be, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the lots of different areas that affects us. But to shift to, okay, why can't I sleep? I think a lot of mm-hmm. times people believe, well, I shut the light off. I should be able right. to go to sleep and I can't go to sleep. Right. And so there's so much more. We right. talk about what we call sleep hygiene. Right. And people right. think about, you know, normal bodily hygiene or talking about showers and Mm -hmm. brushing your teeth Mm -hmm. and taking care of your skin and, and your hygiene. Right. Right. But there's something, you know, sort of known as sleep hygiene too. So it's not like, oh, I flipped the light switch off and now I'm supposed to be able to go to sleep. Right. Right. So talk about in the ideal situation. Sure. You know, how do you get sleep? What is, what does that even mean? What's the best way to set your body up for good sleep?
2: Right. Right. And I do want to kind of mention, like you said, the best in the best circumstances And there are circumstances in life where it's hard to get sleep just because of schedules or Mm -hmm. children waking up or sick at night. And so Mm -hmm. you don't need to feel guilty because you have children who are waking you up at night. Right. (laughs) But if we're going to set ourselves up, we need to also evaluate, like, what kind of a routine can we have? Will our life allow? And that's sort of the beginning of it. Right. There's a routine our bodies love to be able to know what's coming, sort of predict how things Mm -hmm. are going and to kind of prepare for it, right? We can sort of even think about how we, we, if we're going to go watch a sunset, Mm -hmm. how we go and we sit still, Mm -hmm. right? And we we kind of make ourselves still. And then as the sun goes down, there's just the diminishing of light, the lowering of the light kind Mm -hmm. of coming down. And then finally it sort of disappears below the horizon, but there's still light, mm-hmm. right? And then gradually then it sort of then rather quickly it gets dark. Mm-hmm. And so one finding the time, to say we're going to stop, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I am going to stop. And the best way to do it is I'm gonna stop an hour before I'm going to go to sleep, mm-hmm. right? Before I'm actually gonna say, I'm gonna turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. Now that might mean that you do your routine for getting ready for bed, you know, brushing your teeth and all that before that or in the middle of it but at some point you have to say okay i'm stopping now Mm -hmm. so i'm quieting my mind with its activity levels i'm actually also dimming the lights Mm -hmm. like like sunset does it doesn't Mm -hmm. just go off it dims Mm -hmm. and and so that cues our body into producing melatonin Mm -hmm. which is the natural sort of thing that you know gets us to sleep and as we age we produce less of that so that's Mm -hmm. why Children, they can be asleep and you can carry them in from the car and they don't wake up because the amount of melatonin they have in their Mm -hmm. bodies. Whereas adults, we don't quite have that. but Mm -hmm. Because we need to actually be awake when our kids wake up. (laughs) Right, right. So one, we're going to need to pick a time. And it Mm -hmm. needs to be generally speaking an hour before we're going to sort of settle down to be asleep in that process. Mm -hmm. But some things have needed to happen before that, right? So one, there's a point at which, okay, you shouldn't be taking in any more fluids because otherwise that's going to wake you up. At mm-hmm. night, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to go to the bathroom. So you're going to want to kind of stop taking fluids. It's kind of typically thinking, you know, three to four hours before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of have a routine of how you're closing down the day. You get to that hour before bedtime. You reduce the lights. You know, mm-hmm. you turn off as many lights as you can or dim them if possible. And and begin to engage in some kind of relaxing, mm-hmm. non-screen time Oh <laughs> no, you didn't.
1: You didn't just say non-screen time, right?
2: So no screens an hour before you go to sleep.
1: So before you 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 hang up on us, right? <laughs> uh, why, Mike? Why does? Because people say, right. "Well, I that's how I relax." Is what you hear?
2: Sure, sure. Talk
1: about that. What does that mean? Well,
2: I mean, it's true. It's what they do when they're not active, so they're relaxing. But actually. It's not helping them to really turn their minds completely off, but also then it also increases the amount of light. Right. Mm -hmm. And usually, you know, the proximity of that light and the brightness of that light actually does the opposite of what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. with dimming the lights down. Those screens bring off a lot of a Mm -hmm. lot of light. So you know, maybe it's time to invest in some traditional books with that are made out of paper. No. <laughs> right?
1: The old fashioned paper, way. Right, that's right. Well, you know,
2: right? You know, Kindle e-readers are not as bright. Are they're not? They're not like they don't have a mm-hmm. light. So you could do that. But the idea is, you know, engaging in something that's a routine that's going to relax. Now, maybe, maybe you're like my wife. Maybe you knit for for that, you know, 45 minutes before you're going to go to sleep or there's something to do. For me, I actually like to write, mm-hmm. right? So I have some prompts, some questions. Type, and
1: type on your phone you like to do? No, no, no. I write on no, paper. Oh, actually, like with a pen?
2: <laughs> right. Actually, yeah, paper. Yeah. yeah. So you write down uh, on yeah. paper and respond. And that just... Helps you kind of connect with yourself and sort of uh, make you feel not disconnected with all the activities of the day, but kind of like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm experiencing things. And you can feel settled that way by writing. Uh, That's one thing you can certainly do in that wind down time. Reading is another thing. Mm -hmm. Usually reading, not for like a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Something that is more renewing, refreshing. Mm -hmm. So it could Mm -hmm. be a devotional, it could be scripture, it could be a novel Mm -hmm. A number of different things, but Mm -hmm. not something where you're trying to learn and pass a test. Right. Oh,
1: so no studying for your test. That's
2: right. No studying in bed or no studying like that. So context-wise, we want to separate work from sleep. Okay. So that's part of the good hygiene. Don't do work where you sleep Mm. because you give your body and your brain a funky choice Mm -hmm. of association. Do I associate this with sleep and there fall asleep while I'm trying to do work? Or do I associate this with work and stay awake when I'm trying to fall asleep? And so we create some confusion for our minds and bodies. You're
1: stepping on some toes here. I can tell. I know. I know. I I can feel my own. I can feel my own right now. For those of you that answer that one last email before bed. Right. While you're in bed. And so then we wonder, well, why aren't we getting good sleep?
2: Right. Right. Can
1: you talk about, I heard you say drinking. Can you talk about food and exercise and what that has to
2: do with sleep? Well, one, I would say you have, you do have to be cautious about how close to going to bed you exercise, mm-hmm. but that certainly lets your body get rid of a lot of stress, mm-hmm. you know? So when you work out, when you exercise, it requires your muscles to engage and let go of the stress that your muscles mm-hmm. are sort of holding on, mm-hmm. holding on to, and that allows you to. You know, sleep much better with the, with exercise, but mm-hmm. you don't want to do it more than usually for most people within two or three hours mm-hmm. of bedtime. Now, that's different than say taking a, a a stroll in your neighborhood or walk through your neighborhood. That's non right. exercise kind of focused. It's just kind of a, a part of winding down, which mm-hmm. is also what you could do in the evening. And then food, eating too close to bedtime, obviously, you know, is not helpful with the blood going to your digestive system. Mm-hmm. And it kind of complicates matters where you're trying to sleep, it can also cause a lot of dreams, if you're eating too close to bedtime, mm-hmm. and can again, kind of keep you awake, because mm-hmm. the body is functioning digestive process, but mm-hmm. food, and, and even particularly, you know, I know that personally, I'll admit that, I want to eat something sweet, you know, Mm a bowl of ice cream before bed. Yeah, (laughs) And of course, that's not great because when melatonin released, it also reduces our metabolism. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that sugar is going to be metabolized and just get stuck right to our body. Right. (laughs) So that's definitely not good.
1: So I guess if we're stepping on toes, let's step on all of them, right? Because we've already, (laughs) already, we'll see how many people listen to all of this, right? Right, right. Um, Let's talk about the TV. Because, okay, I'm not on my right. screen, right. but I go to sleep with my TV on. What does that do?
2: Well, right. And I would say, actually, I would consider that a screen. So okay. it's, it's at a greater distance, but it has the same kind of light, okay. right, uh-huh. emitting. And the brightness there mm-hmm. kind of keeps you awake. Now I understand sometimes people need some white noise. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to tune your TV to a station that's clear and just have it, mm-hmm. that's Okay be Good if you turn off the screen, but mm-hmm. just the sound can be okay, right? But, you know, this the screen has that negative impact of telling our bodies, Hey, it's light out, we should be productive.
1: And I, I've read about this white noise thing too, you mm-hmm. know, because we use it for kids, you know, like right. read about the white noise right. and it reproduces the sound in the womb and all this. Right. And I've heard that, you know, after a certain age with the, the brain development, that the noise, and even for us as adults, having that on doesn't our, allow our brains to rest, it keeps trying to process what it's hearing right
2: right so right. it's
1: almost like well some people say oh, well i need that to go to right. sleep or to stay asleep and then they're right. saying they're tired so so okay we're we're running out of time but i want right. to just see if i hit on all of these i heard right. routine mm-hmm. drinking mm-hmm. and eating prior right. to not to do that right about an hour before to settle down and gosh it it, it almost sounds like and i wonder what the listeners think about right. this like Wow. Everything's been taken away. What, you, <laughs> what do you do that hour before? But I love your analogy of watching the sunset mm-hmm. and how we do just pause and watch right. um, all of that turn down. And we need that in our lives each sure night do. before mm-hmm. to sort of give us that chance. And and then the, the the issue of the screens, you know, it's it's no wonder people say, I just can't sleep or I don't right. get enough sleep, you right. know, because so much of mm-hmm. what you just list is completely contradictory right, to what right. life brings. Right. Mike, thank you oh, you're welcome. for joining us. I know this is, that was just a little snippet of all sure. of related to sleep, but I want to say to the listeners and, and Mike mentioned this, you know, there are ages and stages mm-hmm. of life, right? When we're caring for others, when there's a stressful time in our lives that keep us up Mm -hmm. when there's work that requires. So there's, there has to be a grace in that, but that's not a life Mm -hmm. that's a season. Mm -hmm. So what I I guess what I would say is if you're in that season, giving yourself permission to have the season, but to really institute as much of what uh, Mike shared with us as possible so that you're Mm -hmm. the best version of you in that season. Right. But that if, After doing these things, you're still not sleeping. You know, our bodies do change. And sometimes, especially, you know, for women, Mm -hmm. hormonally, you know, that will affect how women sleep. And so I would say, you know, if you're doing these things and you're Mm -hmm. still having a hard time sleeping, that to give yourself permission to really reach out for help, you know, if. If what's keeping you up at night are ruminating thoughts about something that's right. happened mm-hmm. to you or mm-hmm. a worry or it is anxiety, to reach out because you want right. to restore that sleep to your life. So if you have questions, if we if we've touched on a nerve and and you want to ask a little bit more, I want to encourage you to reach out to our care line. You can text us, you can call us, you can email us. We're here for you as a resource. We bring this topic to you because we know as Mike described at the beginning the vast impact of what not having sleep does in our lives and it's so countercultural, right. and yes. so we really know that this is an important foundation to living a healthy life and having mental health and wellness so reach out to us if you need help take advantage of that care line that's available we have other great topics if you liked what what mike was talking about we've, we've got other topics check out our other podcast and Uh, We look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast. To see resources mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes below. If you have questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Again, we thank you for joining us and hope we have offered you practical solutions for positive change.